0: By Bobby Enright. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Reach Your Peak podcast with your host, Bobby Enright. On today's show, guys, we're going to speak about um, the connection with scale, weight, and food plans. And, and what I mean by that is, we're going to talk about how people's perception of trying to change their body composition or trying to change just the way they look or lose weight, gain weight, whatever it is. There's a massive association with scale weight and also an association with food plans. And what I want to kind of dig into this week is is something that I feel very strongly about and something that I feel that is an absolute crutch for so many people now, when it comes to scale weight and what we have to understand okay, we can we use scale weight as a variable of progression? Yes, we can because when we set out somebody's calories as a coach, so if I'm working with somebody and i and, and I and I get all their background information, I need to know everything about that person. I need to know their age, their height, their weight, their daily activity, their training regime, the food types they eat, and all that background history before I can make an approx figure association with um, and a calorie figure, right? And then we set calories and we start off our, our work from there. So it's an approx calorie figure, we work with a person, We're going to look at a certain amount of energy coming into the body. And then from there, what we're going to see, how we're going to measure progress is collecting data. So we look at scale weight at the start, because at the start, we're going to see a drop in weight. Because potentially with the foods that were chosen, you're going to see a lot of inflammation um, dropping and the body is going to be less inflamed. The body's going to hold less water. So you're going to see a nice drop in body scale weight at the very, very start now the problem is with scale weight it does it's not a true recollection of progress and how many times have you seen a picture on on social media where you have somebody at say for instance on the left picture they're 60 kilos and on the right picture they're 60 kilos but yet they're completely different physiques. The reason for that is because muscle weighs more than fat so is the scale weights a true sense of progression in that sense and it isn't. Now we can use scale weight absolutely 100% guys as a guide at the start. You could you could use it throughout your journey but what i find is that people are having a massive association with scale weight and it's changing their thought process on a daily basis which is really really detrimental to progress so if you're getting up in the morning you're jumping on the scales you've maybe had a meal out the night before and, and you said oh I, I stayed within my macros i i i, tried, I made sure that meal was really healthy there could have been a little bit more sodium in that meal. There could have been a little higher fat content in that meal. Your body could be digesting that meal a little bit slower than what you think. And then that your scale weight is going to be up. And if that's changing your complete outlook on the day, you need to look at that as one of the crutches that's holding you back. So when we just to kind of break down scale weight, scale weight is a measure of how heavy your body is. Now, it, it's not a representation of how your body looks performs or feels so it's a measure of how your body is now everybody wants to see the scales going down because they sense that that's a massive progression and for most people if you are in the range of carrying 30% and above body fat scale weight can be a massive driver for you because you have a lot of fat tissue to bring off the body and you're going to see the if if things are done properly on a nutritional standpoint, you are going to see a nice steady drop on scale weight. Um and again, with somebody then that's kind of middle of the road carrying a little bit of body fat, guys, um, and they they've maybe maybe they've tried to diet before, they've lost a bit of weight, then they've put it back on, and they've done it again and again and again, and they've done all this and they're low calorie dieting for a, a period of time. Metabolic-wise, they're metabolically wise, they're going to be in not a and at a great place because their metabolism would have taken a beating over the years on low calorie dieting of gaining losing the weight gaining the weight using losing the weight and gaining the weight so what we need to understand is from that person's standpoint scale weight is not going to be a massive advantage to us realistically um body composition photographs girth measurements all these things biofeedback like sleep data recovery um how do they feel on, on a digestive front? Uh, what's their stool movement like? Um, all these variables will come into play. So if, if for that client, scale weight is not really a massive advantage. We need to get everything working in the right place. Now, we might have to potentially put that person in what we would class as an unhealthy calorie figure to start to get the body to drop some body fat and then slowly over time transition their calories back up so we can get the metabolism in the right place. Now what we're going to implement as well there because what we're trying to do is you're trying to increase your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, think of base rate of calories. You're trying to increase that over time. So we'll say if you started and your um estimated BMR is 1250 calories that's your amount of calories your body needs to just get up and function each day so we need to bring that figure up the higher we can bring that figure up the more food you will be able to eat and still maintain or lose weight over time the only way to bring your BMR up is to increase lean body mass because um, lean body mass basically getting yourself stronger building some lean tissue in the body is, is going to raise your metabolic rate because um, muscle is a lot more metabolic than fat So we decrease fat mass, increase lean body mass. That's how we're going to increase somebody's BMR over time. So they are the the kind of things we need to look at when we look at, and I want you to look at when you're looking at starting a journey or going back on that journey of trying to lose weight. Scale weight is one thing, one variable. I want you to think photographs. I want you to think gut measurements. I want you to think if you want to scale weight. And then we've got beyond that, we've loads of variables we can work from. We're looking at biofeedback. How is your sleep? We're looking at how is your digestion? How is inflammation? How is your gut? How is your, your bowel movement? all these things play a massive, massive role in body composition. What's your stress response like? Are you measuring something like the HRV? So it's your your heart rate variability. It's a measure of beats. The rhythm between beats of your heart can tell a story of where your body is. Is it more in a sympathetic tone? Think of stress response, high stress, or is it more in a parasympathetic tone? So we want to look at all these. So we can see now that from trying to lose weight, there's so much more than just scale weight, because if we chase that scale weight, we're going to be chasing it all the time. And there is going to be a point, guys, because you're going to low calorie diet, you're going to keep cutting calories to keep that number moving. But you're not actually thinking about yourself and your own health. And what you will find when people chase scale weight, they drop calories and drop calories and drop calories and then increase output, increase output, increase output. And the problem there is you're just digging a big hole. Number one, you're cutting calories so much that you're knocking off a lot of nutrients out of your diet. So you're talking about like, say, so calcium, iron, B, B vitamin, um, probably um some deficiencies there when it comes to thyroid function, when it comes to testosterone, um, estrogen production, menstrual cycle, all these things you're starting to uh, affect in a negative manner because you're restricting your food so much maybe you're driven down the road of low calorie dieting everything is low calorie everything is zero percent sugars all these sweeteners all that kind of stuff and all that's doing is there's ethanol in these in these products and the problem with that is the body can't break that down you're going to have uh, gut issues you're going to have digestive issues and potentially a bit of bloating inflammation, and all these things are coming in because you are low calorie dieting digging that bigger hole as you go and then over time as I say you're 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 coming along then and all you can see is I'll eat less and I'll just train harder and you're dry you're you're burning the candle at both ends and what happens you come to a point where you crash the weight starts to stop the scale doesn't talk to you anymore in a nice way it may be increased a little bit or stay static and you cannot train anymore because you can't recover anymore your sleep is disrupted we know that sleep has a massive massive correlation with snacking and an upregulation in ghrelin so when we look at that ghrelin being our hunger hormone it's go remember we're human beings if ghrelin is upregulated our body is very focused towards food and getting food in and it's going to look for hyper palatable foods they are the foods that are going to be high density calories and are not going to pay your waistline any um, rewards so that's something guys you need to think about because the hole that you dig is just so deep it's so hard to come out of and then remember you chased scale weight you never looked at the other variables and then suddenly you dug yourself into such a deep hole that there was no way out. And then suddenly you fell off track. You went. You you started to bring in more and more calories, hyperpalatable foods. Suddenly the weight started to pile back on again because your body lost it so quick. Then your metabolism isn't there to take take these calories in, and suddenly the body goes into that storage form again. You start to put on excess body fat, and potentially your body produces more fat cells than were there before, and you gain even more weight than where you were previously. So that's why it's so important when you look at scale weight you treat it as just one of the variables that you can use along your journey and i would say realistically guys um Looking at the other variables are far more important, like your sleep, like your recovery, like your digestion, like your hydration, like your food choices like your 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 sleep, like your um girt measurements like your photographs, just to see how the body looks and how it 's changing and that 's really important because you could be dieting away a really low calorie diet trying to lose weight and suddenly things stop and there's no way out oni you're the only way you know is that scale weight to you has to change or it's not you're not going to be happy, and the problem there is. It's just gone to a point where it's not going to change. The body will fight and the body will adapt to what you do. And you need to know how to change these things. And that brings us on as well to food plans. People are are, are driven massively by food plans. Now, I'm not saying a food plan isn't a good idea. Absolutely, it can be. And I use it very often for clients as a guide. I treat a food plan as a little blueprint. Think of your house and you got the plans for your house. You're building a house and you get the plans. That's what I would just think. This is kind of a blueprint of how it's going to look. So a food plan really, guys, should be... If somebody now is coming to me and they're going to be 30% body fat or 35% body fat, yes, they need a structured approach, a very structured approach, and probably a very, very um, strict approach at the start to get them in a better position. Because what you need to do is the person is in, in an unhealthy position, and, and my job as a coach is to get them in a healthier position. And I might have to do things like a little bit lower calories. I might have to restrict certain macronutrients for per a period of time. I might have to, to, to increase output through probably steps and then do that for a period of time and be quite strict in terms of food choices because I want to bring inflammation down. I want to get that person healthier because they're not in a healthy state. They're in a state where potentially type 2 diabetes is, is on the way and that's not going to serve them well for the rest of their life. So when it comes to food plans i would always treat food plans as in most in most scenarios as a little bit of a blueprint as something you can kind of look at and, okay, and, and you can see a structure how you'd put together your morning breakfast how you'd put together your lunch how you'd put together your evening meal and then a couple of options and snacks here and there throughout the day so it's really important that your reliance on a food plan isn't like that's what I have to eat and that's all I can eat and then again you're following that whole scale weight mentality again where you're driven by only one thing and you know we're, we're, we're creatures a habit we get bored very very easily so with foods if you're eating off a food plan and it, it will just get monotonous and boring over time you're going to have more potential to go for hyperpalatable foods, slip off a little bit, have this little bit here, a bit extra here, and suddenly that starts to spiral out of control. So when it comes to food plans, I have no problem. And I give them to very, very many clients um, as a guide, a guide to just get started. And then from there, guys, what we need to do is coach ourselves about, about good nutrition. How do we choose certain foods? How do we build meals? And how do we know how much to have? And just start yourself with the simple analogy of portion control. So what you need to look at is, OK, first, I need to teach myself about what a protein is, what a carbohydrate is, and what a fat is. And remember, we kind of walk off the analogy, if it doesn't grow, don't eat it. So trying to clean up your foods around that kind of thought process, like vegetables, they grow, I can have them. Fruits, they grow, I can have them. Meat, that grows from an animal, absolutely, I can have that. Fish, absolutely, I can have that. Carbohydrates, then, or vegetarian, vegans, obviously, you have the same thing, you're working up fruits and veg, and, and then possibly carbohydrates. So what can I look at? Some rice, absolutely. I could have that. Some potatoes they grow, white potato, sweet potato. Um, so stuff like that, bringing them into your diet, you're bringing in really good nutrient dense, clean foods, potentially with one ingredient most of the time. And your body will will be able to digest these foods pretty well. And again, you need to look at your biofeed mark and start to look at digestion and making sure that you're digesting well but in all these foods should be digestible for most people and the body's going to react really well because remember food is our energy source so if we want to have loads of energy in the day feel good feel energetic being able to go get our steps done get our conditioning work done hit our training sessions we need to have a certain amount of energy production and our body is going to produce energy really well if we're feeding our body really well so the the better the the fuel that's coming in the better the output that's going to go out think of it about your car would you go to um a gas station and put in dirty fuel into your car no you wouldn't you'd put in clean fuel because you want your car to operate well to take you to where you want to go exactly the same as your body your body wants to operate you want your body to do what you want to do like training and walking and doing all your cardio stuff you want it to operate really well and the only way it's going to do that is if you give it the right fuel so it's really important guys so if we have an idea okay if we get clean proteins and cleaner carbs and cleaner fats into our diet fats being or, or, or obviously we can get fats from dairy we can get fats from our oils, our nuts, our seeds. and um, We can get fats from our meats and we can get fats from our fish. So we've loads of options for fats. So we're bringing all these clean foods in. And what we're doing then is we're portioning control. Portion control is probably the most important thing there. So again, we're looking at the likes of our palm sized portion of protein. We're looking at our, our cupped handful portion of uh, carbohydrates. And we're looking at our ton portion of fats per main meal. And if you're walking off that, guys, we're walking off two palm-sized portions of protein, two cup handfuls of carbohydrates, two tons of fats, women on a single. So again, if we walk off that, we're controlling the amount of food that's coming in in terms of portion control. And then we look at food plans and we're starting to learn, OK, I'm learning about how to put meals together because I know now my clean proteins, my clean carbs, my clean fats, and I know how to put them together. And then I know how to portion them. And then in time, you can start to develop your skills in terms of learning how to use my fitness pal maybe tracking a little bit of food tracking your calories and macros but that could be for most people well down the road and that's something I don't want you to jump to very very quickly as well is because if you're trying to lose weight start to look at the foods that are coming in and improve that first improve portion control and then also add in some expenditure so add in some resistance training and add in some conditioning work And then you you have a great kind of like we said with the house, you have the blueprint of the house, you have the plans of your house. So you set all the plans in motion already and then you can start to build on that, like looking at calorie control, like looking at macro splits and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to be in a fantastic place for progression and success and i think we just jump too quickly to following that food plan food plan to the like that's all i can eat and then the scale weight i have to get a better number each morning so we have to change the mentality from there guys because what we're doing is you're driving yourself into a a very very dangerous place in terms of what we see now is we're going to see an awful lot of deficiencies within our diet because we're on such low calories. We're, we're, we're having instant sugars or zero calorie sugar syrups and chewing gums and all these sauces and all that stuff. And the problem there is that they're lacking an awful lot of the nutrients we should be getting into our body. And mainly what you'll find as well, especially with vegetarian and vegan diets, if they cut out dairy, you're missing an awful lot of calcium coming in. So you need to be aware that potentially you might have to um, supplement a little bit more in calcium because what we see now going forward is the the current diets and the trends are going to be detrimental long-term to bone health because of the lack of iron in the diet, the lack of calcium in the diet, and just the lack of, again, even sunshine. If we live in a country that doesn't have adequate sunshine, should we supplement with vitamin D? Yes, we should, especially in the winter months, because we know that's going to be important for bone health. We know that's going to be important for metabolism and inflammation and retention of muscle. So what we're trying to do as we we age is we're trying to hold on to as much lean tissue as possible. Um, So we need to have adequate proteins coming in, adequate adequate calcium coming in for bone health. And as we progress through the years and we keep digging ourselves into these holes, you're going to find you're going to really struggle down the road on this. And this is what we need to think, guys, when it comes to changing body composition. Don't think of that instant gratification of I want to be just lighter for because I want to look better. think of lifestyle, think of down the road. I want to be a fitter, healthier human being. I want to be able to function better, I want to be able to train very well and enjoy it and not be absolutely hands on my knees in every training session I do. I want to be a fitter human being, I want to function better, and from that you're going to look better because what you're going to do is you're going to look at your food choices coming in you're going to learn about food, you're going to learn how to cook and put foods together and learn how to eat wholesome foods that are nutrient dense and are going to serve your body well and then from there you're going to get a better output from your body which means you're going to train harder you're going to develop some lean tissue because you're going to be well able to train and you're going to be able to do any modality of training any type of resistance training and any type of conditioning training it just doesn't always have to be walking so there's so many options there but the reliance and scale weight and food plans can be so detrimental to people. It's a great way to get you structured at the start. But if you're not going to invest in yourself and educate yourself on good nutrition practice and good behaviors and habit structure and good training practice, um, you're never going to be successful long term. So what I would say to you is invest in yourself, invest in your education, invest in your future self. That's the most important thing, that down the road you want to be a fitter, better functioning human being that's healthy that's if you've got kids you're able to play with your kids you're able to go play soccer football with them go out running with them cycling with them you're able to function really really well and you're going to live a long prosperous life you're going to have strong bone density that when you fall over when you're 70 years of age you're suddenly not going to break your hip or your arm you're going to have a strong bone density because your diet is rich in nutrients and minerals and that's so so important and that's where the whole low calorie zero this zero that zero now there's a place for some of that guys don't get me wrong here there is a place for some of that but if it's making up your overall diet because it's the only thing you can eat to stay within that low calorie figure that you set for yourself you are running yourself down a a road that can be detrimental long term so that's something I want you to really think about and when it comes to scale weight again going back to that guys it's one variable in And it's even very lower down the scale, I would say at the very, very top is going to be your behaviours, work on behaviours, work on habits, work on adherence to something. And then the next thing is education. The next thing is going to be when we look at the variables of progression, we're going to look at photographs, measurements and performance as well marking your performance saying to yourself am i performing better on my sessions you might come out of a week of training and say do you know what? i had a great week's training this week i felt super in training that's a massive win for you because you've progressed you are now talking to yourself totally different you're saying to yourself i perform really well i was really strong on my weight training session this week i was really good in my conditioning session this week i ran further i wasn't as out of breath as i was when i started these are all progression models the scale weight has nothing to do with that It's going to be down to you and the choices you make and your body composition starting to change. You're building an aerobic fitness, which is going to help you massively to lose fat. So we need to build our aerobic pathways. And then also on the strength training, we're increasing lean muscle mass because we're doing our resistance training and we're progressing it as we go week on week. And remember Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and wanting a different result. So if we do the same thing, low calorie dieting, massive output, everything we're just doing the same thing over and over and we're on that little rat race that hamster wheel all the time we're never getting off it so there's only one way to get off it guys is to stand back take a look from the outside and say to yourself okay what can i do differently and this approach and this mindset and thought process is going to help you massively and again when it comes to you maybe wanting to do a competition style um photo shoot or compete you have to look massively at your, your calorie intake. You have to look deeper into macro splits. You have to look at recovery in a, in a totally different way because you're potentially going to take your body fat to a very low level. So that's a different world again. That's where good habits and practices and good structure and good off-season before you start this is so, so important. And again, when we look at body composition, even in scale weight, as an athlete that goes going to compete and go up on stage, the judges don't look at how heavy you are. The judges look at body composition, how you physically look and the symmetry of muscle tissue. What's the, the, the symmetry of your body? Have you a nice, even symmetry within your, your frame according to the category that you're going in? if you're doing a photo shoot, guys, the photo shoot is not going to suddenly somebody sees a photo shoot, oh, I see she's 65 kilos or he's 80 kilos. They're, they don't know that. They, or they're looking at your photo going, wow, look at the body composition. Look at the, Look at the physique they have. And again, if done smartly and done properly and professionally um, from a professional coach, you're going to get fantastic results and you're going to come out of that thinking that was the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. I'm going to do it again or I'm going to have another goal set for myself. So all these things don't rely on scale weight. When it comes to structure, we just need to structure ourselves better in terms of our thought process when it comes to setting up our journey. And if we can think differently, if we can think like I've laid out for you in this podcast, guys, about how you need to think when it comes to your journey, you're going to be so much more successful and always 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 thinking of that long game thinking of your long-term health and fitness where would you like to be in the next 20 years how would you like to feel how would you like to perform Um if you're happy with just being constantly yo-yoing in weight constantly lacking energy um, that's fine but if you're a person that really wants change and you've tried hard but nothing has worked for you now is the time to step back and say hold on a second I'm actually attacking this from the wrong angles completely and now you have a pathway guys of thought process to actually change how to do it and I can guarantee you one thing if you follow the little tips and the little nuggets I gave you here you are going to be successful it'll set you on the right path and then reach out to a coach reach out to one of us at peak performance if you like or reach out to a good coach that you as a reputable coach with an education behind them and they they, they have proven track record of coaching people in a in a very very good way then you're going to see okay I can reach out to this person now I've started these practices it's got me going and now I can reach out and I can dig a little bit deeper and they can kind of structure things for me and set me down the right route so that's really important guys so again I hope that this was very very helpful for people it's something I feel that was is very prevalent at the moment. And it's something that if people start to change their mindset and their outlook and how to actually change their body composition and feel better and be happier and healthier, you're going to be so much more successful by kind of implementing the little tips I, I've said to you here today, guys. So again, thanks a million, guys, for listening. And, and I would really appreciate if everybody would share, like, and um, comment on the podcast, comment on, on social media on the podcast, give me uh, some reviews. I would really, really appreciate that, guys. As I say, any subject matter you would like me to talk about, um, absolutely just put it in the comments down below direct message us on social media platforms you'll find us on instagram at peakperformance.academy you'll find myself personally at coach.po in right on uh, instagram and you'll find us on uh, Facebook guys at peak performance academy again any questions anything at all you would like me to speak about please reach out please ask I mean oh, I, I will I would be more than happy to do a podcast on, on, on a chosen subject um, and again next week we have a, a fantastic guest on the podcast so really looking forward to that so look out for that one next week but again guys thanks a million for for um listening to another episode of reach your peak podcast have an amazing week and we'll catch every me next week